Magic Tea Time, where we discuss all things magical, mystical, metaphysical, and sometimes even a little mundane. I'm Kristen. And I'm Nancy. And this week, we are going to talk about cleansing. Cleansing is a very important part of most witchy practices. We use cleansing to help us remove negative energy, to sanctify our sacred spaces for work, and much like cleansing, you know, washing and cleansing in real life to keep the things around us clean and the way we like them. Uh, Just a little caveat for this episode. There are many, many forms of cleansing and the ones we're going to focus on here are going to be those from open practices. We take cultural appropriation very seriously here and we will not be using phrases or rituals like smudging or anything like that because those belong to Native American and indigenous cultures and they are not ours to use. We also strongly recommend that if you do choose to use smoke cleansing, please use things other than Palo Santo and white sage as those are being harvested to extinction and still considered highly sacred by their indigenous cultures. So all that said, let's go ahead and start with smoke cleansing. Most cultures have a form of smoke cleansing. Um, Think bonfires um, uh, traditionally started as a way to cleanse your farm animals and keep them safe. Um, Saining is a Celtic ritual of smoke cleansing that uses local herbs um, passed through the area. I use a combination of light and smoke cleansing where I light a white candle and I invoke the goddess Bridget who is a Celtic goddess of hearth and home. And I walk my candle through my home, making sure I'm getting into all the corners and all the rooms while asking her to keep my hearth and home safe. Um, And then I just, when I'm done, I snuff out my candle and I use that candle until it's gone for, for smoke cleansing or for, Saining, sorry. Do you um, anoint your candle with anything, with any herbs or oils or anything, or you just use a plain candle? I start with a plain white candle, and I will, if it's a small candle, I will anoint it, but if I'm going to reuse it a bunch of times, I won't, just because oils will go rancid. But if it's a small candle, I'll anoint it with maybe some olive oil and roll it in herbs. I like to do a blend of culinary sage, rosemary, and cinnamon bark. Um, And I use bark and not powder because I don't like the way the powder smokes when it burns. (laughs) Does it make a difference like what you're cleansing for? Like if you're just cleansing out negativity or if you had a ghost or spirit you want to do? So if you're cleansing just for cleansing purposes, I I, I was thinking about this actually. (laughs) Um, You know, when you're a regular Joe, you take a shower and you just take a shower. 
if you're an athlete, you take a bath after a workout mm -hmm. and you take like Epsom salt baths or whatever. And so they're both forms of cleansing, but they both have very different outcomes. Yeah. And purposes. And purposes. And so I, <clears throat> so when I cleanse just to cleanse, I usually just do my staining ritual with the candle. If I'm banishing some things, if I'm cleansing out a specific energy, I will absolutely change how I do it. Um, I will often use a loose incense and just smoke cleanse the area. Sometimes I'll use a specifically colored candle. <clears throat> um, and then there's other methods that I'll use that we, I know we'll, we, we get into in a little bit. And then um, you also said you open a window and then you use a certain direction or we, do we not talk about the window? Um, yes, be sure. Yeah, I always leave, leave an exit for the energy to go. If, you, if you're just, if you're in a closed up space and you're, you're basically just chasing the energy around, it's got no place to go to. So leave a door cracked. Um, as far as directions or things like that, every, well not every, but a lot of practices will have a very specific order that they want you to go in. Um, there's clockwise, and counterclockwise. Counterclockwise is to expel. Clockwise is to draw to you. Um, some traditions have you starting in the east and going clockwise. I can't do that in my house. There's no logical place for me to start in the east and still have things exit. Yeah. But I do go clockwise. Yeah. I had to think about, I actually had to walk myself through my house there. Yeah, which way do I do this? And I think it's all about intent too. On Sometimes Absolutely. I think we don't need to get caught up in the rules as so much as the intent when you're doing it. Absolutely. So the next one we're going to talk about is sound cleansing. So I don't use this one very often. Um, it's just not one that resonates with me. Mm -hmm. That was a pun. I'm really proud of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but using a lot of witches use sound either by, by ringing bells through or over or under, you know, whatever, mm -hmm. singing, chanting, all of that will either wake up the spirits to get them to move along or calm them or whatever it is. Um, I don't use it often. I've used it, I think, once, and it, it worked well. Um, I know a couple of witches who use drumming. Um, wind chimes, which didn't even occur to me, but what a great way to kind of keep your property clean. Yeah, exactly. It could be constantly cleaning. And then it probably the different materials that people, um, witches or past um, pagans that used in the wind chime would make a different tone. So, you know, that might have been 
different things. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm really fascinated by sound cleansing, as you can tell. So I guess you would follow the same rules, like leaving a, a window open. Um, I was really interested when we started doing the research on this, and it, sound goes back thousands of years, and from everything from people using Tibetan bells and the crystal singing bowls, um, sound baths. What do you think about, since I know you haven't used it that much, what do you think about incorporating the power of sound along with other methods? Because they say uh, sound frequencies are adept at blasting through stubborn energy blocks that other methods don't always cleanse. So kind of like a one-two punch if you had something. Well, I like that idea. And I'm, re I'm remembering the night that we did the chakra work with the tuning fork. Exactly. That was and work and then using the pendulum to see if our chakras are blocked. Yeah. And that definitely, in fact, when I was writing up this episode, I didn't even remember we had done that. Yeah. Um, until I saw this note and I was, I was like, no, wait, I guess I've used stone cleansing more than I thought. <laughs> without because even, yeah, without even realizing. Um, we had noticeable differences after that yeah we felt actually felt the um the area that of the chakra that we were clearing you could actually feel the energy moving through your body mm -hmm. i just think like right now with everything happening in our country in the world um cleansing is really important but i'm not talking about cleansing the virus and your body but um with the negativity and stress that this is causing right now us being stuck in our houses and not being able to do that the other night, um, I was talking to you about these uh, 741 uh, hertz detox and that. And I listened to it again last night before I thought, I'm going to start playing this um, video every night. And there was sound reaction or the video reacted to the sound. And I swear I was asleep within five minutes. Oh, wow. And I slept all night. Okay. All right, I'm gonna have to try that. Yeah, it's um, this one would this uh, hertz. I guess that's what you call it. It's HC. Yes. Um, it was specifically for to detox and cleanse of the auras, which you know, if your auras are blocked because of everything that's going on, I I, I couldn't believe it like that. Oh, I'm gonna sit here and watch the video because it was flashing of, of um, colors and everything, and that's the last I remember. And I did not wake up in that two o'clock in the morning that I usually wake up. I woke up at six thirty. So I'm gonna try it every night. We'll see how it goes. Anyway, I'm definitely start. to try that. Yeah, it's, it was definitely cool. So that leaves us to broom cleansing. So love broom cleansing. I I love. I love it. It is literally just sweeping out the garbage. It's. It's a one-two punch. Um, most most witches do like multitasking, and you get to have a clean house, and you get to get that negative energy out. Um, I have a, a broom that was made specially for me that I I use to sweep out the negativity. Um, I try to do it every three months or so, um, and the bonus is because this isn't you know a because this is an old-fashioned handmade broom with the twigs and the mm -hmm. um it really doesn't 
amazing job of getting the cobwebs out. So bonus there. Greenhouse. Um, and then you just you just take the stuff and you just sweep sweep it on out. No, I know. Um, Literally, uh, Matt. A couple of years when he years ago, he you want to tell us a little bit about that that he used the broom for negativity a negativity that he was having from or the attack he was feeling he was having from an employment. Well, he was using it not so much as a cleanser, but as a protective barrier between him and this person who was sending him very toxic psychic attacks. Oh, okay. So, and, was it, oh, sorry. Was it hung on the wall or did he use physically use it to, to push it out of the house or? How so he, he developed a ritual where he would clean his doorway to his apartment um, and then lay the broom very carefully across that bottom, but the gap between the floor and the door. Oh, as a so it physically created a barrier between him and while well, he him while he slept and the outside world. Oh, interesting. That's very. It was super effective. Yeah, and it just came to him. That's that's yeah. awesome. Um, so the next one is sprays. Sprays are great. Um, you're going to use them a lot like you would think Febreze where you're, you know, you're spraying your soft surfaces, but you can also spray the walls. It's not going to hurt anything. They're usually alcohol based. I like, I like personally, I use bottom shelf vodka because it doesn't have its own scent. And then what's the purpose of the alcohol? But that it keep, keeps it from evaporating or quickly or what? So it's, it's a two-pronged approach, or it's a two-pronged thing that the alcohol does. It keeps the herbs, et cetera, from rotting. Oh. Okay. It keeps them, you know, um, preserved. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, it, so it preserves any herbs that you may be sticking in there. Okay. Um, and when you spray it on the wall, it evaporates very quickly. So, um, so I make my own Febreze slash spiritual cleanser slash whatever. Um, and like I said, I use bottom shelf vodka. I don't spend very much money on it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I add typically for this one, I add rosemary, lavender and then whatever essential oil makes me happy in that moment mm -hmm. you feel like you need of that yeah and you do you um store them in a glass spray bottle or does it i store them in whatever i have i have teenagers things don't last that's right i was just curious if like i i've used plastic i've used glass i would prefer to use glass but if i can't put my hands on one with the the spray pump I'll use a plastic one. Okay. Does um, Thieves Spray fall into this category? Absolutely. Absolute fan of Thieves Spray. Yeah. Um, and um, I had somewhere on this desk. Anyway, um, it's absolutely going to fall under the cleansing protective, but also 
a warning with thief spray is because it's base is vinegar, it's not going to have the clean scent that, uh, and you're not going to want to spray it on your soft surfaces. So don't spray it on your curtains. Don't spray it on your couch. You know, I love the smell. Like, I had to do some um, remote making of some of these sprays one time because I think I only have maybe an inch left in my bottle, but um, I sprayed my room three or four times a day because not, well, I've had two uses for the thief spray. The first time I was introduced to it, um, I was having my ghost issue and uh, Kristen made me some and it kept coming down into the downstairs bathroom and knocking over things and pulling off the towels and coming down where it shouldn't be. So Kristen sprayed the ceiling and the door and then we started spraying our doors to our bedrooms. And also, not only does it do that with the unwanted spirits, but it's antiviral because I just figured, heard that story. Was it about a month ago we started talking about the, the, yeah. the meaning of, you want to explain why or how it got its name? So the legend around thieves spray is that um, during the middle, during the middle ages, um, during one of the rounds, if you will, of, a plague, uh, <laughs> houses were being broken into, but, and, and robbed pretty much blind, if you will, um, oftentimes with people still in their sick beds right there, like yeah, the thieves were coming dying. in and just carting off the whole house, but, but the items were not being found, so like family heirlooms weren't being recovered, which suggests that the thieves weren't dying. Yeah, exactly. And so the story goes, the thieves, you the, this group of four thieves used um, a specific recipe that involved apple cider vinegar, garlic, and four other items. Um, and there's a list of several items you can choose from, but they're black pepper, any sort of chili powder or chili pepper, lavender, rue, wormwood, things like that. So that you have your, you have your vinegar, your garlic, and then four other ingredients. And that they were using the, that, like a cloth soaked in that to cover their faces. Or, you know, I like to think of them in one of the plague masks with the long <laughs> With the, yeah, the fancy, yeah. Um, gosh, I would love one of those right now. Anyway, um, and that that was keeping them safe from whichever plague was troubling the area. Mm -hmm. yeah, and that does kind of hold because a lot of the ingredients in thieves oil, thieves spray, are antiviral or antibacterial or antifungal. Yeah. And... Um, and you can't really go wrong with garlic for any form of health. No, so. that, and I was just talking the other day, um, remember years ago I saw where, um, this, uh, old remedy and probably an old witch's remedy that you would cut an onion in half, you know, have the peel nut off it and you leave it in your room and it would absorb the stuff out of the air, the viral. Do you ever hear that? I saw that. Yeah, no, it's an old wives' tale, and it's one. Um, it kind of makes sense, though. My 
my grandmother told me. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Because I remember my mother had bronchitis and grandma came down to take care of us and she got very frustrated because mom wasn't getting better as fast as she wanted or whatever. And so I just remember her saying something like, well, if this, if this keeps up, I'm just going to have to cut onions and put them in her room. And I just thought that's the weirdest thing, grandma. What? Yeah. I, I, I don't know if I originally heard it from my Nana, but I've, you know, all these old things, I think there's, and there's probably scientific reasons for it, but the intent and then the onion pulls in the stuff. Cause and then I laugh that someone said, but don't eat it. <laughs> you know, well, no, I mean, if you, if no, you, you have to tell people, you have to tell people. Well, so here's the thing. It's, and we're going to stray just a minute. Um, sympathetic magic is you're using a stand-in to represent something else. So you're using the onion as sort of this stand-in for health and it's absorbing all the negative energy mm-hmm. or negative, all of the sickness yeah. So why would you eat it? If it's absorbed all the sickness, you'd be putting that sick, that if we're using the analogy. We have to say that because, I mean, I know our lips litters would do something like that, but you never know out there. Don't eat it. <laughs> Throw it away. So that brings us to one of my other favorite ones is salt. So I love salt. I use salt for everything. I line the front of my property with salt um, at least twice a year, sometimes more when I need it. Um, you can use it in any context. Seriously, I have not run into a situation where salt hasn't been the answer. Those Winchester boys got it right. Um, <laughs> I, I, like I said, I use it to line my property. I use it um, to cast circles when I need to have a sacred circle. I. Um, you can make a salt water wash to wash and as a cleanser to um and it's just going to be equal i i like it equal parts water and salt and you don't need to use fancy salt you can use the the cheapest salt you can find because you're not consuming it you're cleaning with it but a good salt water wash across everything man amazing so you you just said it didn't matter so there's no difference in using um so black salt you actually make right that's when you i make my own black salt it's just the ashes from my incense i have incense going on my altar almost 24 7 and i just save all of my um ashes from that and mix it in um, but there's other recipes for black salt too. And I just want to say, um, one of, um, a friend of mine's favorite is she will scrape her cast iron cooking pan, pots, pans, things, whatever, scrape the iron, the scrape that and use that as her black salt. Oh, interesting, because we know iron also keeps some other things away, right? Iron is a very good protective uh, metal to uh, utilize. It's with shadow figures, and she made me up some salt because, you know, you know, I don't like the shadow figures, and I lined it from the door. I saw them in the garage, so I lined the door 
coming into the kitchen, into the house with black salt, and I haven't seen them since. So I'm a big fan of salt. Act. I've read some people talking about Florida water and black salt on your altar or even under your bed for protection. Um, what do you think of that? Um, so here's, here's something I had forgotten to put in my notes from earlier. But um, if you feel you're under attack or you feel that you are attracting negative things, take a bath. And I mean that. Literally crawl into a tub full of water and herbs and crystals if you can. Some crystals don't like water. So you know, and we will be doing episodes on crystals, but um, you can cleanse yourself yourself of negative energies by by using water. Water itself is the most powerful cleanser I think we have, mm. and I think we forget it because we're so used to it. Well, yeah, water in the ocean. You know, that's where I go when I'm stressed. I'm the Fortunately, right now, I'm going to have to maybe break down and find a deserted beach because I need my ocean. Yeah. Um, I know so, so you can make, and there's tons of recipes everywhere for cleansing baths. So the things that you put in your bath. Um, I mean, you can add any of the waters that you can buy online. I am very lucky because I am very close to one of the premier herb shops in oh, the yeah. country. Yeah. And I can literally bop downtown. Well, not now, but I can literally typically just go downtown and get whatever I need. Um, <clears throat> there's loads of places to buy them online, but you can make um, your own herb baths and it's just taking a handful of the herbs and if you don't mind cleaning up the mess, just throw them in the water. Um, you use like a mesh bag and then put them in there and then be able to throw it away? Or is it not as effective? You, there's a number. You can buy disposable, uh, sealable tea bags. Oh, um, yeah. You can that's, your... that's a really good investment if you're a bath witch. Yeah. Let me just throw that out there. You can pick them up. They're usually less than $5 for 100 of them. Oh, wow. They, I seal mine with my flat iron for my hair. Um, you can add crystals to your bath. Um, if you need just a good old fashioned salt water bath, Epsom salts. Um, you can add Florida water. Basically you can add anything that isn't toxic into the water. And a lot of Epsom salts now put the lavender or the different oh. like just use it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I've only um, only one time did I ever feel like, and it was just a really weird feeling when I came back from the cemetery up in Portland. Um, very dizzy and disordered, and it wasn't going away. And I just uh, got this feeling that I needed to pick up my selenite and rose quartz, and so I just laid down with them both in my hands, and it passed. So I'm getting little better at listening to what my spirit guide or whatever or my intuition or higher self whatever you want to call it um i don't know what the power of those but 
whether it was psychosomatic or it actually worked if the dizziness went away after about 15 minutes and it had been around for quite a few hours. I just thought, did something come back with me from the cemetery or something my mom attached to me because she always had her dizziness spells, you know, kind of thing, but it's a little off topic, but it just... No, it's, I think selenite has always been pretty cleansing for me um, around the house. Um, But and I, I, I mean, I know you know this, but I always have extra selenite wands around. Yes. Like when we, when we go to any crystal shop, if they have selenite wands, I buy, you know, two or three or whatever, because I find, and again, we're straying off topic, but look at us. That's who we are. Um, <laughs> um, I, I find that for a lot of beginner witches, selenite is something that speaks to them on some level and so I always like to have a couple of wands around for any beginner witch who's just just like oh I don't know I feel a little off or I just take this go it's yours go so that kind of leads into us um let's talk a little bit about crystal cleansing Um, okay um so cleansing your crystals um if you're a crystal witch is super important because they're going to attract all of the, all of the energy. They're going to attract the positive energy. They're going to attract the negative energy. They're going to, they're going to hold all of that energy. And sometimes um, your crystals will stop working. Um, yeah. If they're not cleansed regularly. So some ways to clean your, cleanse your crystals. Um, set them in a bowl of uncooked rice. Um, leave them two or three days. You know, that's kind of one of those things where your intuition will tell you mm-hmm. what's what. Um, set them in a bowl of salt. Um I, I have a crystal wand that I buried in salt for months, oh, but wow. now it's one of my favorite wands. Um, run them under water. Um, uh, so now, remember, some crystals are going to not do well in water, so just be kind of aware, but you can run them um, under under rainfall, you know, leave them out in the rain or run them. Um, I don't know who put this note in our things, but place your stones in a colander and run them under the faucet. I think that was you. Um, (laughs) I really like the idea of the natural rain uh, fall or um, a waterfall. Uh, The power of the water for the right stones. And remember we've, we've gone to the ocean and washed our crystals in in both stream water and ocean water at the same time, because there's a great spot where we're at. But um, I like to also, because I'm, I'm me, um, after the summer and we start getting those first rainy days of fall, I like to set my crystals out for the first couple of rainfalls oh. for fall. I'm... I mean, you know, my favorite time of year is fall. So 
not me. I'm a summer person, Kristen. She's a sweater girl. She likes the weather. I'm wearing one now. Sweaters. <laughs> okay, cool. Also, burying in the ground, right? Because it's back, it's a grounding. And then um, is there other benefits of it? Is it more just grounding it back to nature or? Yeah, more. It, so burying them in the ground is definitely going to let Mother Earth just pull everything out. And they will come out, depending on how long you leave them, but they'll come out feeling like, the very first time they were pulled out of the ground. Oh, wow. Now, if you live in an apartment or you don't have access to a nice patch of grass or dirt or whatever, use a pot and regular old potting soil. Okay. It will be just as effective. Um, and, and you don't need to, you don't need to worry about finding I, I've, I have lost crystals that I buried. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, I just thought when you were talking about dirt, wouldn't it be cool to do it in sand? Bring some sand. Oh, well. Or is there, yeah. is there not a benefit for that? Oh, no. It would be the same. It would be amazing. Because it would have the as, salt. from the As long, I, I would suggest okay. drying out the sand first. Yeah. yeah. Just, so. just because... You know, you want to set them a little longer. I, I don't know. I would do that. I I would do that. But well, especially for a sea witch. Yeah. Yeah. The ocean and all that in it too. Um, the other well, full moon. Of course, that was my first way of cleansing. So much yes. that I finally installed an app so I can tell when the full moon because you know remembering it the next day is not always helpful. <laughs> I am. I'm the worst at remembering the moon phases, as we all know. Um, and so I don't do a lot of moon cleansing, not because I don't believe in it, because I, I very, very much do, but because I am... And it's tomorrow. I am the worst. <laughs> that reminds me of um, when I first got crystals, because that's what first... Um, you know, other than being into the paranormal, um, the first thing I purchased was crystals. And I bought um, selenite wand and some rose quartz and um, I forget what else I bought, probably six or seven different crystals. And like a week later, my wand disappeared and it was a cylinder, spiral one. I thought, where did it go? So I'm like looking under my end table, I'm looking or my nightstand, I'm looking under the bed, I'm like, I finally gave up. A couple months later, it was summer, so I would open up my blinds in my bedroom to let the sun in, and there's the wand on the windowsill. And Kristen goes, oh yeah, it wanted the full moon cleansing, so it went there in itself. <laughs> and, and it needed a little longer, because somebody, uh, anyway. Yeah, it was there for months. Yeah. Um, so the last one that I read about is using quartz or amethyst cluster to cleanse other um, crystals. So to do this, you need a bigger piece of the quartz or the amethyst, yeah. um, big enough to set your crystals on or, or near. Now you can lay them around. Okay. They don't have to 
do they have to be physically touching or is it just the vibration of the whatever the i like them physically touching other witches have told me they don't need it that way i i like them physically touching i'm i'm that person but um just lay them next to the amethyst or the quartz um and those two things will absorb all of that and they're wonderful okay the last one for crystals that we'll touch a little bit on um is sound cleansing um i see people talking about sound tuning their crystals and um just cleansing them with tuning forks or the singing bowls and all that. They even talked about using music and clapping and drumming. Um, what do you think about the sound cleansing of crystals? To me, it makes a lot of sense with the vibration and everything. It makes a lot of sense to me. Um, especially since, you know, so much of our universe works on waves and vibrations. Um, it makes a lot of sense to me. Um, probably the same reason that me listening to the detox, the chakra and that sound, you know, it's kind of detoxing and resetting my chakras. It probably has the same effect on crystals. Yeah, probably. I haven't used it, but now that I'm thinking about it, I may have to try a couple of things soon. I might try it tonight because it'd be interesting to see if it affects you in the same way. I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna, um, because, like, know, we have to do the scientific experiment, too, like, okay, for the first time, was I just tired, was it just a coincidence, I slept through the night, last night, five minutes, I'm out, I sleep all night. Jealous. <laughs> yeah, so you definitely got to try it. So, so this has been Lunar Magic Tea Time. You can find us on Facebook, um, at Lunar Magic Tea Time. You can join the Facebook group, which is just Lunar Magic Tea Time group. You can email us at lunar at lunarmagicteatime.com. You can find all of our episodes and blogs at lunarmagicteatime.com. Go ahead and follow us everywhere. Uh, leave us a like, leave us a review. Uh, reach out to us with any questions you may have. Um, I, I, I've been Kristen. <laughs> and everybody stay safe out there. Please, please use social distancing and um, have a magical day. <laughs>